Welcome to episode 13 of the Pursuing Endurance podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about the concept of fueling for performance and also discussing my general philosophy when it comes to nutrition and really having the mentality of a long game approach. And by this, I mean a very sustainable approach to nutrition and to fueling as well. And so, without further ado, let's jump in. Welcome to the Pursuing Endurance Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah LaCourse, a certified personal trainer and sports nutritionist with a degree in psychology who emphasizes the importance of focusing on the long game. Let's be real. Endurance doesn't just pertain to sports. It's anything we endure as humans. Here on the podcast, we will dive into topics ranging from sport, mainly of the mountain endurance variety, to entrepreneurship, to eating disorder recovery. Oftentimes, these pursuits will feel like climbing a mountain, even if it's a metaphorical one. I'm here to have conversations around embracing the process of enduring hard things and exploring the gray area that often comes with this. I'm stoked to have you here. Let's jump in. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome back to the Pursuing Endurance podcast. I'm really happy to have you all here and looking forward to having a conversation with you today around the concept of fueling for performance and also just my general philosophy on nutrition and taking a really sustainable approach and having a long game mentality when it comes to nutrition overall and also fueling for performance and sport and all of that. Before we dive into the episode itself, just a couple of things to uh, update you all on. So Winter Strength is live. Winter Strength is a eight-week, two-times-per-week strength training program that was specifically created for winter and four-season hikers, trail runners, and backcountry skiers, so Nordic and Alpine Touring. So pretty much those that are going uphill and carrying a load potentially in the winter time. The intention of the program is to really allow individuals to get a better understanding of their body and space and better understanding of movement in their body and different types of movement, and also to help build and develop a stronger and more resilient foundation to hopefully help prevent injuries and also to just feel like a more well-rounded and stronger athlete or enthusiast in general. The program is a downloadable PDF, which you will have access to for life, and it was also created in a way that it is repeatable and scalable as well. It is progressive throughout the eight weeks, and each of the exercises have a hyperlinked video, which goes to YouTube, and I have videos up there where I am performing each movement and variations with different equipment to give you a sense of the form. And they also have voiceovers as well. So I have your back on the form part of this because that is so important. Anyways, you can learn more about the program and sign up on my website, which is linked below. Next, I do just need to put up a little disclaimer for those who are struggling with an eating disorder or disordered eating or in recovery. 
We are going to be discussing nutrition today and I just want to make sure that this is a safe space and safe conversation for you. I am not going to be discussing anything along the lines of body image or specific diets, any of that. This is nothing negative. It's a very positive conversation, but still just take care of yourself. So at any time, if this becomes triggering, please just stop listening and come back next week. I know I have a handful of folks that listen to the podcast because I do talk about eating disorder recovery on here. And I felt like I wanted to put up this disclaimer just to give you all a big hug and make sure you're taking care of yourself. Okay. So if this conversation is safe for you, I welcome you to listen. And if not, just come back next week. And then the last little thing before we get into the episode is I just wanted to mention two other episodes on this podcast, episode three, which was sports nutrition guidelines for endurance athletes, and episode seven, which covered relative energy deficiency in sport, or RED-S. If this conversation today is insightful to you, those episodes might be helpful as well, and so I just wanted to mention them, and they are both going to be linked below in the show notes if you are interested. And so let's now transition into today's episode. Today, we are going to be talking about the general concept of fueling for performance, and I'm not going to be getting into specific guidelines and recommendations around carbohydrates, proteins, fats, any of that. If you are interested in more of that information, definitely check out episode three, which I just mentioned. That episode is where that content lives. Today, we are going to be discussing the concept of fueling for performance and what that actually means as a whole, more broad strokes terms, and also getting into that long game mentality around nutrition and having nutrition be sustainable because it is my personal and professional belief that having a sustainable approach to nutrition as a base really helps to create a healthy relationship with food and eating and nutrition, which then allows us to actually focus on fueling for performance. I don't think we can really focus on fueling for performance if our base level nutrition is out of whack or our relationship with food and eating is not sustainable. And so let's get into this long game mentality around nutrition and approaching all of this. At a base level, what I believe that sustainable nutrition practices are, they are ones that we can sustain throughout our lifespan with shifts as needed, right? As we grow, as our health changes and such. But generally, it is an approach which we really have this kind of intuitive knowing with our body and what it needs and what feels good for us. And this is just sustainable because it really is more of an approach from understanding our body, listening to it, and just having this dynamic relationship with the body, food, and eating. And I know as I say this, and as you are listening to this, it makes it sound really easy. And this is an incredibly complicated relationship. And it's something that we just, as human beings, will continuously work on, I believe, throughout our lives. It's something that, you know, having that mentality of the long game and trying to make sustainable choices, having that in kind of the back of our mind, I believe is really helpful to develop and cultivate a sustainable approach to all of this. 
Because if that's the intention and that's the focus, and we're thinking, okay, long game here, I want, you know, this to work for my life, that's where the magic is at. Focus on that and just take baby steps to get to that place. The thing with this approach is it's not an overnight fix. It's not an overnight snap your fingers and I have this really great healthy relationship with food and my body and eating and all of that. It is a practice and it is a journey that we are on. As with all things that I talk about, it is a process. We are on this process and we are practicing it. And we are practicing our little intuitive muscle. I often think about how sports nutrition sounds like it might be a very particular approach to nutrition, but it really isn't. It's rather focusing on optimizing our nutrition in a way that helps us perform how we would like to. But the general day-to-day nutrition and kind of this more long game mentality to it is really where the money is at because we are not optimizing anything without it. And so sports nutrition really is moving beyond this kind of more base nutrition and then just looking at what can we optimize, what goals do we have, and what makes sense to kind of have little changes around our activity so that we can achieve those goals and the performance results that we are seeking. It really is a space where we have a very intuitive relationship with nutrition and also an understanding of how to use nutrition to aid in performance. It includes both of these things on the perspective of like day-to-day nutrition and really developing this more intuitive and sustainable relationship. Ask questions like, what are my preferences? What do I like? What do I not like? Why do I like them and not like them? Really looking at our intention here. That is important. Knowing what makes us feel good, have sustained energy, focus. All of these things really matter. You know, we want to have sustained energy in the day-to-day, not just during our endurance activities. We want to have focus in our life and our work, not just during activity, right? There are so many things that are outside of sport that can be overlooked or easily forgotten or underappreciated. So just reminding you of that. So after we have this understanding of generally what works for us on the daily, we can then shift our focus and build from there and consider fueling the body for like specific performance related goals and asking ourselves what we are seeking from a performance perspective is really the start of this conversation. And while this is such an individual case-by-case, human-by-human basis of what performance goals we are seeking, some common ones that I see amongst clients and in the community that involve nutrition are not hitting a wall or experiencing fatigue during our activities, recovering from training, and this is especially the case during higher volume phases. So say we are ramping up to do an event or a race or a specific route, right? Our volume might be higher and we really are caring about recovery between training sessions. Another could be minimizing gastrointestinal symptoms. This is a very common complaint amongst the endurance community. Also feeling ready to approach each training session, so being motivated. I think our mental status and how motivated we are can be 
correlated with our nutrition and fueling. And so this is another performance-related goal, which to a degree does involve nutrition. And so let's explore some of these just to give you all some practical suggestive tips in case you are experiencing any of these and kind of a way to reflect on if potentially this is the cause for you if you are experiencing any of these. And so there are definitely some common themes that I see amongst clients and in the community that leads to these issues such as gastrointestinal disturbance or fatigue during workouts or poor recovery. So I'm just going to touch on some common ones. And again, this is a very general guideline because we could have something going on under the hood health-wise that we don't know about. So it is always important to talk to your physician or to work with a registered dietitian or nutritionist if you are experiencing any of these. That way you can really get to that root cause of what's going on so that we can best support you and help you on your health journey and human journey and also approaching those performance goals, right? We want everything to be working together cohesively so that we are functioning optimally long-term. And so with that, let's get into some of the common things that I do see happening amongst clients and the community just to touch on in case this is true for you. In terms of poor recovery or not recovering well between activities, hikes, runs, skiing, lifting, all the things, right? We're just not recovering well between them. We have excess soreness, we're fatigued, we're tired, things don't feel right. If you've experienced this, you know what I'm saying. The big one here is not enough calories, either across the day or during the activity. The next one would be not getting in enough protein following the activity and or throughout the day. Also looking at carbohydrate here, especially during the activity. Next, let's look at fatigue or that feeling of hitting the wall or kind of bonking. It's kind of two different separate things here. So general daily fatigue, I would look at overall calories, probably under eating, under fueling. Let's approach that first. If the issue is more fatigue during the workout or that like bonking, hitting the wall feeling, then it could also be not enough overall calories throughout the day. We could also not be getting in enough calories during the activity, especially if it is a longer duration activity. It is so hard to consume enough food during activity, especially as we get into these longer duration outputs. Next, I would look at how is carbohydrate consumption pre and intra activity. So before and during the activity, this is another big one. And then potentially one other thing could be looking at hydration and potentially considering electrolyte supplementation, especially if it is during the hot and humid summer months that we are experiencing this. So that would just be something to kind of take a step back and consider if you have noticed an abrupt change with also a temperature and or humidity change. Again, these are all just things that I commonly see. Really, I can't tell you what to do because I don't know you or your training, or where you are training. And so things to consider and ask if they are appropriate or applicable for you and your circumstances. And then the next one I will give just some examples on would be gastrointestinal related issues. Typically, this would be like cramping or that side stitch, or maybe even having to like have bowel movements during activities that isn't normal for us. Things to look at here would be fiber consumption and 
or fat consumption pre or intra activity. It can be really challenging to digest these, especially during activity. And so really focusing on getting in our fiber and fats outside of this pre and intra activity window can be helpful here. Again, this is really individual, but that would be kind of a general recommendation to just consider and to assess how you are fueling currently. Otherwise, gastrointestinal related issues can be caused by many, many, many other things, but those are two big ones. And now just to get into a couple other sports nutrition related changes, which can be appropriate from a sports and performance related perspective. I would say the big ticket ones that I would really want to drive home because this is usually where I start with individuals are one, looking at macronutrient distribution pre, intra, and post-workout, so before, during, and after. And so, for example, I had mentioned that sometimes consuming fat before or during activity can influence our symptoms of gastrointestinal distress. And so we would look at getting in our fats during other times of the day so that one, we are minimizing those symptoms, and two, we are still getting in our needed amount of fats per day, which is one of the three macronutrients. This is just an example. Also with macronutrient distribution around our workouts, we would look at really focusing on carbohydrate consumption before, during, and after. The intra really comes into play with the duration of the activity, and then we would look at really optimizing protein following activity and throughout the day. So really, it just depends on the individual, the level of activity, the intensity of the activity, and the frequency of training sessions, and also symptoms that the individual might be having that would suggest potentially changing things around. And then two would be timing and frequency. And so here we are going to look at the timing and frequency of our meals and snacks and all of this. Potentially, we have a feeding window before activity that is closer or further, depending on if we are somebody who is more likely to experience gastrointestinal symptoms. And also, you know, here we could look at the timing of our meal after activity or what we have access to potentially the frequency of snacks during activity, really the duration comes into play here, or even frequency of meals throughout the day. If we are somebody who does better with more meals or less meals, really both are great. It's just an individual thing and preference and what works for our body. So these are the two other nutrition-related kind of things that I would consider when we are looking at nutrition from this perspective of sports nutrition and performance-related goals. At the end of the day, when we are considering sports nutrition-related goals and fueling for performance outcomes, it really is putting ourselves into like guinea pig mode, if you will, especially at the beginning because it's all new and we're trying to figure out what works, what doesn't, what feels good, what doesn't, how we feel during activity, how we feel after, and how we feel the next day. It's really considering our overall energy, our stamina, fatigue, not getting fatigued, how quick our recovery is, how slow our recovery is, etc. There's so many things to consider 
And I definitely recommend kind of keeping track of this if that is a good thing for you to be doing. This can easily get a little bit obsessive. And I would definitely recommend if you have goals, but you have a tendency towards obsessing over metrics such as these to work with a professional because that's what we are here for. And we want you to have sustainable relationships with food and also reach your goals and be able to address your goals. So this does not have to be on you and you only. We are all deserving of support and this is a big one to get support on. And also on this concept of being your own guinea pig, especially in the beginning, while there are specific recommendations as I addressed in episode three of the podcast, which again is linked below if you are interested in the more specific guidelines and recommendations from a scientific perspective of sports nutrition as it relates to endurance activity, but it does still come down to the individual level. And at the end of the day, really is a case-by-case or human-to-human basis. Most of the guidelines are written in a range. That range is based on our body weight and also considers overall volume of training, right? So there is a range. We are all different. We are doing different things. And sometimes we might find ourselves in the lower end of that range and other times in the upper end of that range, or beyond it on either side of the spectrum. It really just depends. And this is again where I will say if you have the means to work with a registered dietitian or sports nutritionist, do that for yourself, for your goals, for your performance, for your recovery, for your overall mental health and physical health, like all of the things. It is definitely worth working with somebody on this if these goals are ones that you have, which I'm assuming if you have them, you are listening. That said, I understand not everybody has the means to hire a dietitian or a nutritionist, and so that is why I bring you this podcast to try to give you a general idea of what might be going on for you and what to potentially consider for yourself and your experience and your goals and to try to help you achieve your goals, even though I literally don't know you. I wish I knew you, but I don't know you. So I am just giving recommendations to potentially consider that could potentially help you on your journey because again, I don't know you. And with that, that is all I have for today's episode. I hope that this was helpful for you and I hope that if you are somebody who is experiencing something that I discussed or you have been thinking about maybe creating a more sustainable relationship with your food and eating and nutrition and body and all of that, that this was insightful and maybe got you thinking also potentially has, you know, helped guide you to decide, yeah, I I think I want to work with somebody on nutrition and my goals and all of that. And that's amazing. Always here to help guide you and kind of help, you know, everybody figure out what they need and what is going to be the best for them and their experience. And so I do hope this episode was helpful for you in whatever capacity you needed. With that, I just want to mention a couple of things before we close this episode out. First off, are you signed up for Monday Mindset emails? Because if you're not, I definitely would love to have you there. 
Monday Mindset is a weekly email where I either give a thought, prompt, or question that kind of just helps you start your week off on the right foot with some fire under your tush to get things going and keep you motivated to get and stay on your goals. So if you are not signed up and this sounds like something that is up your alley, I invite you to join. The link to sign up is below in the show notes. Also, Spotify now has reviews, so that's cool, I think. Anyways, if you are listening on Spotify, please give the Pursuing Endurance podcast a five-star review, especially if this was helpful. Please do that. Thank you. Love you. And if you're listening on Apple, also invite you to give the podcast a five-star review and please give me a written review. I'm like low-key begging, but also not begging. Honestly, the reviews just really help get the podcast out into more ears because it increases it on the like directory list when you're searching it, which is how people find it. So please give a review. I would love that. And also, you're always welcome to send me a message. My contact form is also below. I would love to hear if you have any feedback on the podcast or questions that you would like me to address. In a future Q&A, I am planning to do one in February at some point, so send your questions along. I am happy to answer them if I can. And then just to quickly again mention Winter Strength, it is the program that I literally launched this week. It is an eight-week strength training program for four-season and winter hikers, trail runners, and backcountry skiers, and it is designed to really just help you get stronger all around and feel more resilient, hopefully help prevent injury, and just have like a better understanding of your body, where it is in space, and how you're moving. And it's a downloadable PDF with clickable links on each movement so that you have proper form and instruction on them, and you have access to it for life. So check that out if you're interested. The link is below in the show notes along with all of the other things I have mentioned. And with that, that is today's episode. Again, I hope this was really helpful for you. Please reach out if you have any questions. And I hope that you all have a good week. I look forward to having another conversation with you soon. And hope you're all doing well. Please take care of yourselves. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.